Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where often we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four <laughs> minutes at a time, except when we don't, which is now we have a bus stop friend. As always, I'm your co-host Rob and joined by my good friends Joe and Duff. What's up? Get on the bus. Yeah, so we have, if you were a fan of Titanic Minute, we have a former Heart of the Ocean and Titanic super fan um, joining us. We have Melissa. Thanks for coming on one of our shows once again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Uh, my oh. first, before we get into anything, Melissa, did you commit any crimes related to Forrest Gump like you did with Titanic? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have not committed any crimes yet related okay. to Forrest Gump. Um, for for anyone who may or may not remember, uh, Melissa, who is a who is an actress, came up with a sob story uh, to scam her way onto the the dock where the Titanic took off just to, just to get a peek. I'm trying to think of like what would be the equivalent. Like the the best I could think of, is, even though I don't think that park bench is actually there. If like you went to Savannah and just like took like one of the like like one of the boards that makes it and just sort of like stole it and like ran off with some uh, Savannah property. Yeah, I I can't think of anything either. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, before we jump into Forrest Gump, the movie, uh. This is, you know, we're at the bus stop. We're having a chat. Uh, have you had any interactions that are memorable via public transit? I'm actually really fortunate that my public transit stories and situations end up positive because I feel like they all could have ended so poorly. And uh, I, I studied in London my junior year in college and one of the the tube the tube exactly one of the things i remember it was still um cameras still had film in them and uh, (laughs) i was riding the tube and i was on my way to get all my film developed and i had a lot of bags my purse my backpack all of these things and i walked off of the tube and realized i had left my purse on the tube as well as the bag with all my film in it oh no and it's already bad enough that they, you know, people will just take your stuff all of the time. And so um, I was more worried about getting all my film back versus my my purse. But I was incredibly fortunate. As soon as I got off, I reported it. And later that day, the station gave me a call. And it was at the end of the line for me to go and pick up. Wow. Mm. That is British service for you right there. <laughs> right? The, the, the... <laughs> The film thing you mentioned is interesting because I had a friend of mine who, like, pre-cloud days, but um, had his apartment broken into, and so, like, a bunch of stuff got stolen, which is obviously a big bummer. But the thing that he was most upset about was his, like, laptop was stolen, which had thousands and thousands of pictures. And this is before, like, you could back it up to the cloud. So he's just like, that's the thing that's terrible. He's like, I just wish they would just, like, wish I could just, like, I don't care you stole it. Could you just, like, drop these photos in this folder so I can have them back? Um, yeah. It's the old, it's the new phone who dis mentality, <laughs> but with photos. Yeah, which I guess, like, you know, I guess the cloud sort of fixed that. But even, like, if you were to go farther back and your house got robbed, I doubt they were stealing photo albums. Yeah, unless they were extremely spiteful robbers, but mm. yeah, <laughs> that's true. That if they stole your photo albums, they probably know you. Well, 
I mean, look, I had robbers literally poop on my porch. So, <laughs> so like stealing, stealing a photo album doesn't seem that far out in terms of personal spite. <laughs> I forgot when you were when you're so you were you were a kid. It was your house was robbed, right? Or your, yeah. Your parents uh, house? Okay. Th- I must have been, I want to say like eight or nine. Okay. Um, and some our house was robbed, and they didn't really take anything. They just like I I was the first one up because I was a kid, and yeah. Um, like there was just like a purse or a bunch of junk, tumped out on the floor, and I don't even know. Like we didn't have anything great. I'm sure they broke in. Like, oh, all this junk. Is <laughs> they like... just ate up. They ate like two bags of prunes that you guys had in the <laughs> yeah. cupboard. They're they're just like, oh, look at all this middle class junk. I can't sell any of this. But uh, we they didn't. Stole e- your copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark taped off TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then the we called the police and they showed up and the fir- we hadn't gone onto our porch and then the, we saw the police just stop and look down. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty common. The, the po- uh, they pooped on our porch. I mean, were you guys home when they did all this? Yeah. We were like my mom was really freaked out. And she told like she did a good job of like just like convincing me. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. My mom, my mom told me years later, she's like, I was so effing freaked out. And rightly so at the notion of like people were in our house while we were sleeping. In your house where you're sleeping, and brave enough to be like, listen, we don't need to rush out. Let's just take a dump here on the porch I mean, before it could, we go. They could have been mad that we didn't have anything good. It's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> Look at all this, this. This VCR is like 10 years old. <laughs> the pooping porch bandits. Yes. <laughs> PPD. Yeah. Uh, PPB. Uh, Melissa, do you have any other? Uh, so you, I, you had a I, few times. Well, I was just going to say, oh. like, uh, when I was in London, uh, the tube is magical. At least it was. Like they have that robotic voice that says "mind the gap" every time you get out. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, the other thing I remember about the tube is that um, there were a bunch of posters, and you'll see movie posters for movies that came out like six months ago in America. Like there's, and this probably has changed now in the age of digital and worldwide releases. But I remember like, oh, that James Bond movie's been out for a long time. Get with it, mm. Brits. <laughs> uh, Melissa, you mentioned there was, uh, it sounds like there oh are, is more than one transit mishap that turned out okay for you. True. This, the other one was uh, a time that I was in New York, and the concierge said it would be really great to go and visit Coney Island and to really actually do it at night. There's a certain magic to it, so... Um, I convinced my husband this is something we should do, and we had to take the subway there. Mm-hmm. And we we probably left sometime after 11 o'clock at night to go down to Coney Island and, and back. And it was a really sketchy train ride, and it really wasn't, you know, as, as much as I thought it would be, as, you know, scary as I thought. But then when we got back and we talked to a local friend, they're like, wow you're really lucky that you didn't get raped and your husband was forced to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, are are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, no one that lives there would ever take that train at that hour. That's an oddly specific uh, threat too. (laughs) A real, real death wish scenario right there. (laughs) 
So I'm not allowed to pick out um, excursions like that anymore. And Mm -hmm. uh, just really thankful uh, didn't cause any trouble. Is Coney Island, like, is it one of those things that's worth the visit? I've never been. You know, I... It really, we were there for such a short amount of time because it just seemed such a sketchy thing to begin with. But I'd like to maybe try it one more time. I think it, I think it's worth just that experience and that nostalgia quickly. But I would probably recommend going during the day. During the day, that's when fair. was at what point in the trip did fear set in, or did fear set in? Were you blissfully ignorant of it? Um, no, I think it probably is we got kind of halfway there. I think it just got later and later and there's fewer people on the train as you just kind of go through certain areas. I'm I'm a pretty bold traveler, but there's there's just something that just set in. I couldn't explain it, but just a feeling that, wow, I think we made the wrong choice, but we also cannot get off of this train and hail a cab or anything else. We actually probably should go all the way to the end and figure out the best way to get back. Got to see it through. Right. Wow. Um, do you think there is a chain of restaurants? If you guys know this, if there's a chain of restaurants in England or London that make submarine sandwiches called Tube, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Could believe- anyone? Conf- our our uh, our uh, our listeners across the pond, please let us know if there's any sandwich places called the tube because that to me seems like a brilliant idea doesn't it i it wouldn't be a sandwich it would be like i feel like it would be a wrap of some sort <laughs> yeah, but like a, you know a sub's kind of like a tube uh, i guess it's the most a, one a, of the cracked most... tube <laughs> yeah it's one of the most tube-like things <laughs> one, i eat one of it's our got most... a gap yep yeah. it's got a gap oh my god oh my god yes <laughs> why don't you tell us about the other tube-like things you like to eat uh <laughs> Uh, pastas have tube like there's tube like pastas they have names I don't know pasta names the tube ones Payne <laughs> uh, Payne is a tube one pain-ay. there we go right Payne <laughs> that is the most midwestern pronunciation of that, that... <laughs> uh, hot dogs are tubes you combined a pasta and a like a Brazilian soccer player <laughs> I I believe it's penne mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think our next podcast should be us miking up Rob and taking him to different ethnic restaurants and having him read the menu. <laughs> uh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> but I will go and eat it, unlike some people. That's not a shot on anyone here. I just mean, at least I'll go try it. I'll say That's, it wrong. You'll, but, you you'll embarrass yourself, but you'll at least you'll do it. You're... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hot dogs are tube-like. Um it's all like any sausages really are tubes. <laughs> you're like you're like you're like of. Bubba with the shrimp, except you're just naming tube like foods. Oh, oh, Long John Donuts, Long Johns. You guys call them Long Johns? Uh, yeah, I yeah. I, I, I call them. I don't call. I don't call Long John Donuts. I call them Long Johns. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just like I didn't want to just yeah. say Long Johns. I don't want you guys thinking I eat underwear. How about oh, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, mozzarella sticks are a good one, too. That's a good one, Joe. Good poll. Um, our next season of a free podcast is going to be our favorite tube foods. We're going to move off the movie idea I mean, and just talk about foods. I mean, this started as a joke about penises, but I, I I'm actually think it's funnier to talk about tube foods. Yeah. <laughs> 
tube foods. When uh, I when I was really when I was a little kid, uh, one of my my favorite uh, healthy snacks that my mom tricked me into liking for a while is uh, took a you cut a stick of celery in half and you put peanut butter and raisins on it. Oh yeah, ants on a log, man. Ants on a log, baby. Awesome, still good. Do you? I'll still eat ants on a log. Do you do that with your son? Yeah, yeah, and I'll do it just for my own self sometimes. It's good. It's a good tube food. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tube food. Uh, okay, uh, let's get back to Forrest Gump here. Um, Melissa, what are your thoughts on this movie in general? Are you a fan of Forrest Gump? Are you uh, not a fan in the middle? What do you? What, what's your feeling on this? Oh, I'm a fan. I, I think it's a... I think it's just a really beautiful story. And so it makes, for the most part, makes me happy. And so it kind of evokes some really good emotions. I forgot how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you revisited it and it had been quite a while, right? Yeah, it's been forever since I've seen it. I know for some people it's one that they'll watch anytime it comes on TV, but it's been so many years since I've seen it. And, and there's a few things that I completely forgot about. So that was a really fun surprise uh, when it all happened. So a couple questions on this, and these are sort of um, selfish, but that's fine. That's what I do. Um, You loved Titanic. It's one of your favorite movies. Mm -hmm. You listened to us talk about Titanic minute by minute with differing views of what we thought about the movie. Did that change your enjoyment of the movie in any way? No, I actually tend not to listen to critics. So okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I tend not to listen to you guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's more. So fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so the other question is, have you watched Titanic since we went through it? Oh, I have. And in fact, it's actually Titanic and Forrest Gump are playing at the theater near my house. Um, what? Next month. So, what? Um, yes. So Doc, we might have to go. What theater? At Marcus. Um, I just realized, actually, both movies we chose are Best Picture winners from the 90s. Yep. Best Picture and, winners, historical. Uh, huh. Im- yep. imp- imprinted on America. Have to find a, another Best Picture winner to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm not doing Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that rule. That would actually be the most logical thing. Can you imagine just all these episodes of us talking about Mel Gibson, what could go wrong? We have to either do that or Schindler's List. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, when did you When did you first see Forrest Gump? I probably saw it when it came out. I probably, I think I was about 16 when it first came out. Okay. And so, um, just went to the theater. Yeah, if you were of I want to say older than 10. I think you were legally required to see it in the theater at right. some point. <laughs> this is how, yeah, this is how you learn about U.S. history. It's how I know so much. Uh, uh. One, th- one thing I don't even think I've mentioned yet is that I feel like I, at least amongst like the people I knew, I was like the last person in America to see Forrest Gump in my social circle. Mm. Because I remember we saw it um, at like one of those... Uh, they bring you food theaters, which now like those are all now, now like those are all the rage, but back in the like day, it was dinner like theater. No, it was like, it's kind of like the Alamo draft house, but with the worst food imaginable. 
Is it like Cinema Cafe? Yeah, Cinema. It was Cinema Grill. So, Cinema and, Grill. <laughs> so I don't remember. I just I don't remember the exact date, but I want to. Isn't that I, a name of a Prince song, Cinnamon Grill? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a Neil Young song? <laughs> oh, Cinnamon Girl. God. Uh, I remember that like there was snow on the ground, and this movie came out in what June, July. So I think it took like six months for this movie to get to the cheap theater, and my parents were like, all right, let's let's go see this Forrest Gump movie. Can we talk more about the Cinnamon Grill uh, were, or were Cinema they... Grill? <laughs> Is it was it like theater seating, or was it just like no. a bunch of tables and like chairs? It was. It was literally they rehab. Like there were a couple of them, but in the Twin Cities, they they were almost always built into a sh- uh, a mini mall. Mm-hmm. And okay. they would have, like, you would sit at a table, and they would have like wait service. I mean, it's the same idea as you know Alamo Draft House or various other theaters do now, except those theaters usually have good food. This was like cafeteria quality food or like Perkins quality. But food. also, like, those are still theaters. Like, was this like a like? Here's what I'm imagining, and you tell me how wrong I am. I'm imagining it's like a mall restaurant and they just have a little room sectioned off and then they just like have like the the, the, the like normal tables with the mall seating that you would have uh, and then there's just like a big screen TV that they just like have in the corner that they just put on the movie for it, everyone to watch. It wasn't quite that but it was it, it was not you know, like a 70 millimeter equipped theater. I'll say that it was not, it would be a theater. Like there'd be a separate room. It was just kind of like weirdly rehabbed into a space where it would maybe hold a third or a half of the people that a regular theater would. Also, you got to remember like these are the days of like, they would put two screen movie theaters anywhere, Rob. Like they Mm -hmm. would, they would be in shopping malls. They would be, I I remember I literally saw Austin Powers in a theater that was next door to a Wendy's in a shopping mall. Like it's so weird to think of it now because everything now is just huge. You know, it's either like an art house standalone or a megaplex, but I mean this this was kind of the tail end of movie theaters that were just kind of put in wherever you could. In in the tail end of like malls being successful too. Yeah. Yeah. Um but my parents loved the cinema grill because it was always the movies that had been out for six months. And so it was like a dollar for the ticket. I just keep thinking of the song Cinnamon Girl. Uh, <laughs> and it's very funny to me. Melissa, what do you think about this movie's treatment of Jenny? This movie is kind of, in our opinion, rough on Jenny. Yeah, I was just talking with somebody about that because I saw actually on our Facebook group the one thing from I believe it was Reddit that said she was like one of the biggest movie villains of all time. And oh yeah, of course was, from Reddit. That was right? some that was some dude in a fedora said that. Yeah. <laughs> so he I was paused really... the Joe Rogan podcast and wrote it up real fast. <laughs> well, I was trying to think about that because there were moments where I was like, "Wow, she's such a dick," but then. The more I thought about it, I was just like, well, no, this is exactly what she had to do. They set it up right away with the whole bit as a kid when they she talked about wanting to be a bird and flying away. And that's exactly what she did, you know, throughout the whole time. She flew, you know, she flew away to try, you know, different things. And 
to figure out what was going on out there in life. And I think everything she did was the only way she could deal with the trauma that she had in her life. She had a rough hand dealt to her. Very much Had so. nothing going for her. But- unlike, unlike Forrest, who just gets born into a huge-ass house that is really, really nice and prosperous. I mean, he doesn't have... He doesn't have a dad, but... Compar- well, he did, and then the bananas fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I mean, that's... Obviously, Forrest is uh, not average intelligence and does not have a dad, but compared to Jenny, he's on easy street. Well, I guess that's kind of the question that, that we've talked about, though, is, like, why... Why does Jenny have to have it so rough for this... Like, for the Forrest story to move on and make sense, why... Does Jenny have to have everything so awful to her? Like, I get what you're saying, Melissa, and it does make sense. Like, you know, we do. You're right. It is trauma she has as a kid. And then she kind of escapes that trauma successfully. Right. I mean, she she goes off to college and um, and I don't think I don't I don't view Jenny as a villain or a bad person. It's just this movie seems to delight in just pooping on the porch of Jenny's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and she keeps putting herself in situations kind of similar to what she had as a child, kind of putting herself back into those abusive situations, sadly, because that's what she thinks that she deserves. So she was around some pretty tough, mean guys uh, throughout some of her life. And, you know, instead of she, Forrest was way too good for her. She didn't feel like she could ever accept that. You know, okay. Mm. I I like that reading actually quite a bit. Um, that does like, that does kind of make sense, you know, why, why things are so awful for her because she's sort of, unfortunately, because of her father kind of, you know, flocks towards that sort of a certain model of man that is not good for her. Do you think she has guilt for killing her father? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know about this, Melissa? We talked about it on a released episode. You have. And I was trying to really try to see that. I was like, did I miss something here? Was that their inference or? No, it's, it's in like a deleted scene. It's, it's not, it's not inferred at all in the, in the finished product, but in the movie, I don't, I should like rewatch it and find the details of it, but it, it's like, essentially he's like working on the, in the farm. And I don't know if something she does leads him to like get caught in the machine or he's just yelling at her to turn the machine off and she doesn't. Like she's right next to it and she doesn't do it. I just um, view it remember I think it was the second season of Breaking Bad where Walt could have saved Jesse's girlfriend and he just decides oh, yeah. and he just decides not to. Wow. Throw out these spoilers for Breaking um, Bad. <laughs> I, sorry if you haven't seen I think that was like ten years ago now. Yes, I know. I, I think the the spoilers uh date has expired for Breaking Bad. I, sorry, I y'all. I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, Duff, I know you have some more questions. Uh, so here's my big question is, who would you want Forrest to meet that he did not? Uh, what famous person could be an actor, politician, etc., from the 50s through the early 80s? Oh, I, you know, I really wanted this to be insightful and intelligent, but I really would love for him to be with Madonna. <laughs> I, I, whatever, that answer is great because it would be like, right? 
it would be like you know just starting it would be like like a virgin era madonna exactly just just starting out exactly i think and kind of when she you know it wasn't that when she started some of her book stuff too and um I just think that would did, have been great. Did Forrest inspire that erotic book she did? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, oh my god! Yes, because in the book he's got you know he's uh, well endowed too. Not yes. her book, but the Forrest Gump book. Um, Joe or Duff, do either of you have any other uh, questions from Alyssa about Forrest Gump? Uh, what are your non-Forrest Gump favorite Tom Hanks movies? If if there are any, maybe you're not a Tom Hanks fan. Some people are oh. not. No, I love Tom Hanks. I love. Right. Uh, I like Bosom Buddies. <laughs> now I know it's not a movie, but I really no. Love we'll that. we'll we'll accept that. I think that's the first uh, non-ironic Bosom Buddies answer we've had. <laughs> I've never seen a second of Bosom Buddies. I mean, I oh. know of its existence, but I've never like it. 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 It is exactly what you think it is. It's okay. It's very broad <laughs> and just very silly. It is, and I love the theme song. is one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, my life. My, my life. Yep. yep. Mm. So, Splash is always a good one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I really loved Philadelphia, but that was uh, that was a really That's less fun. It is less, less fun, fun but it was definitely yeah. more personal. But I just, I, mm-hmm. I really thought he did a brilliant job in that movie. And so, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. That was his, was that, because he went on like the Oscar streak, right? And that was, that was, that was one of them as well. It was this, Philadelphia, and was it, was only two in a row or was there a it third was, one? Yeah, as well? it was, it was back to back for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Those are two very different roles. Tom Hanks, pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was his um, first like serious, serious thing. Like I think before that, his most serious movie was like Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> God, I never thought about that, but that's because like now I think of him so much as like you know a very capital S serious actor in most movies. But you're right that uh, before Philadelphia, he really, he really I mean, wasn't. In the span of like five years, you went from Turner and Hooch to Philadelphia. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, Melissa, do you have any uh, any? Uh, actually, I guess uh, I should ask this. Joe, do you have any questions for Melissa? Uh, well, I was going to ask her about tube meats, but we already kind of covered that organically. So. <laughs> Cross that off. Let's let's work that into the to bus stop friends going forward what's your favorite <laughs> tube your favorite no, not even meat just your tube shape what, what's your favorite tube yeah food? okay i mean we you mm-hmm. didn't actually get a chance to answer that what is your favorite tube yeah tube fa- <laughs> i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> oh i think my favorite tube food is not even a food by the way it would be a twinkie yeah, oh, yeah. Good, one. good one i like that so that's a good that that prompt reminds me of one of my favorite things about melissa is what I still think of to this day of uh, a Melissa lunch, which a Melissa lunch is where you just, you are basically out of everything and you grab random stuff. Okay. Like it's, I I can't even like whatever I pick would not even be as random. Like it would be like, like half a jar of jelly (laughs) and like carrots and some Oscar Mayer meat. And like it would, be like, what? What are you having for lunch? I was like, oh, just odds and ends. 
from is it whatever you could find from the back of a convenience store or trash like dumpster <laughs> or something that lo- it, looked okay it, it it was of that caliber am i am okay. i ex- am i exaggerating melissa I mean, there was some quality things to it, not just convenience store dumpster, but I, I like variety. I like a little yeah. bit of everything. So, so it was kind of whatever I could find. And then if I was also craving anything, we just make small portions of everything. So like five saltine crackers <laughs> and a travel size bottle of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. The, that, that would be a Melissa lunch. This, yeah. I it. it I, and I'm, I'm in awe of it. I respect the hell yeah, out I'm of it. Into it's it just... Too. It, <laughs> I think I found a website for you, Melissa, uh, for pl- for lunch planning. Everyone knows planning your lunches is just a pain. Is this a is this, um, a, is this a sponsored to... read? No, no. If you go <laughs> to that Ram- blue, did we get did we get like the Blue Apron money? Like you're about to talk about SeatGeek or something like that. Uh, if you go to randomlist.com/food, it will give you five random foods. Um, so I just did this: canola oil, pasta. Brandy, orange peels, Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Sounds like the worst I cocktail. Able to do something oh, worse. Actually, cocktail yeah, ever. really good pasta. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that sounds. You know, you got some alcohol. You got it's an uh, Italian old fashioned. Pro- yeah, well, I'll be honest. I've had to rerun this a few times because there's words that I'm not confident in pronouncing oh. correctly. Oh, please do it. Please do it. <laughs> All right, one more. Here we go. Here we go. There's a word here I don't know. I think I don't know. Dates. Yeah, yeah, we Pico you definitely gallo, don't know what a date is. <laughs> Pico de gallo, <laughs> coconut milk, okay. Colby cheese, and chicory. Mm-hmm. What's chicory? It's a root. Um, oh, chicory. Okay, all right. So yeah, those are. So I think this could be really useful for you as you plan your lunches moving forward. Well, excellent. As long I mean, as this... there's Arby's in there, I think I'm great. <laughs> That's right. They have the meats. That's right. <laughs> Melissa is also an Arby's champion. <laughs> uh, Melissa, do you have anything that you want to say uh, about Forrest Gump or um, questions to ask or anything that you want to get off your chest? You know, I'm really thankful to the Bubba Gump restaurant because that mm-hmm. is exa- that's where I discovered that I had a shellfish allergy. And oh. So- oh. <laughs> So it uh, somehow slightly took away my life, but saved it for future. So um, thanks, Bubba Gump. Wow. Did, That's right. Did, I forgot. You uh, Do you still carry around an uh, anaphylactic shock pen? I do. Did did you, Were you able to get out of Bubba Gump before everything happened, or did this all go down inside of Bubba Gump? Oh, all went down inside Bubba Gump, third floor, Mall of America. Oh, it was local too. It's local. <laughs> did they did they try to comp you? Were they like, "Oh, sorry, you went into shock. Here's a free T-shirt." <laughs> yeah, I really don't remember very much after all of that happened. So I probably should go back now and see what I can get for everybody else. Yeah. Well, Melissa, thanks a lot for uh, for uh, coming on our show again. As we uh... thanks for inspiring tube foods. No, absolutely, tube foods. my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great legacy uh, to live it exactly. really is yep um listeners uh if you would like to uh follow us on facebook and twitter we are at gump minute if you want to uh write us a review which i don't even know if people use it anymore duff brought that up to me but apple podcast right duff Can yeah I like, apple podcast i'm 
this is neither here nor there, but I'm very curious, like, does Apple still have a foothold in the podcast universe? Because for a while, like, they were they held the keys, and now, I don't yeah. know. I think Spotify was a real game changer. Um, and, Subscribe uh, to us on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, you can, if you want, you can become a Patreon, and you get at least an episode every week. Uh, or nope, nope. Every month, once Whoa. a month, you get an episode for two dollars <laughs> a month, um, and you can uh, find out more at patreon.com/slash the Midnight Boys. Melissa, thanks again, and uh, we'll make Thank sure you. we have you on when we're doing Braveheart four minutes at a time. Oh God, <laughs> I'm ready. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest, till once more they ride high out to sea.